What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 460th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. My name is SBJ. With me is Greg. Hello. How's it going? How's your weekend been? It's... Let's talk about something that's actually relevant, unlike the 25th anniversary of oh. Pokemon. <laughs> no relevance. No relevance. <laughs> Will also here. I got something for you. New Midwestern cuisine I sampled <gasps> this morning for breakfast. What did you have? The Crispy Puff. Ooh. <laughs> How'd that go for you? 30 calories. I didn't, I didn't, didn't make me sick. Did you have five of them? <laughs> Three of them. Okay. Everything comes in a three pack here yeah, at the uh, at the V. So for the uninitiated, the crispy puff is very similar to what we in New York used to call uh, funnel cake. Um, other places I've seen it like an elephant ear. I think mm-hmm. cream Except puff. It, no, 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 no. Crispy puff. Oh, crispy okay. puff. It is the the big difference is it's not fresh. Nah, and... never fresh. <laughs> never fresh. And it is covered in that very, like, thick, uh, like, coarse granule sugar. And then this one had cinnamon. Yeah, they often have cinnamon. Love sugar. Uh, It's very, very very crunchy. We went to brunch again. We're getting back into our normal swing. We went back to brunch again. And they have a new, we had a new menu item. They had chicken and waffles, which I had. That's very good. New? Chicken waffles it's new, on, new, it's new on their menu. Okay, new on their menu. But new at the at the V Pub. Did they, you? they must be in the Pokemon Twenty Five spirit if they're revamping the menu. <laughs> they're yeah. revamping the menu. <laughs> they added some new. They were like Brent got like the best way to describe them is breakfast nachos. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm it in. was nachos with two eggs on top and then some other. It looked very good. You know, you could just have regular nachos. Yeah, at they didn't time. actually have the lunch. <laughs> they didn't have the lunch menu. They only had the brunch menu. And on said brunch menu was the breakfast nachos. Now I want to get that true Minnesota classic tater tot nachos. Mmm. I know a place that has them. Don't you yeah, worry. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder if Psycho Susie's is still doing business, but oof, that place. Well, speaking of places and... That, that was my transition. Speaking of places, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking we, of places, <laughs> we got some companies not giving us you. anything. We we do have we do have some Pokemon news, and we only really talked about Pokemon Snap last week. We'll probably talk about Pokemon Snap again since I think we all played more Pokemon Snap. Uh, Will only played like two minutes last week, so see I've if- got. I, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> I played. I probably played about five hours of Pokemon Snap. It's that's still not going to be good. That's, that's oh, a good oh, amount. oh, buddy, wait till we get there. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube version, my room is a mess right now. I'm in the process of uh, redoing my shelves. I'm adding more things. It's like as I gra- find more decorations as I'm cleaning. <laughs> when we started the video podcast, my room was like nice, and Greg's was messy, and now it has completely flipped. <laughs> Greg's is very clean my, and I organized. I admitted that my room was in transition. I yeah. have to rearrange my whole house because I'm now working from home permanently. I can no longer pretend that I'm going to an office. <laughs> I have mm. to actually set up an actual. I'm just life saying, my room live. is now in transition. <laughs> well, and there was a time when people questioned whether I had any Pokemon merch, which now you can see. Now that I've moved to my new location, I do have yes. the. Uh, Thailand Pikachu three uh, Game Boy picture frame with no picture in it. The 
the, I, I don't, I, this is hard to orient. The Cyndaquil I, that Steve got me as a gift one I time uh, up there is uh, the Flabebe. Uh, I have the little stuff Flabebe. Oh, kitty Flabebe. There's a Victini in there somewhere up in that mess. But the, obviously lots of Monster Hunter stuff. So there you go. I like your old office better, Will. My old apartment was very nice. <laughs> And very expensive. My new home is a dump, but I'm but saving a lot of money. In, it's in transition. <laughs> sure. Someone says it's very similar to the Pokemon 25th anniversary. <laughs> Speaking of dumps, how's the 25th anniversary going? Okay, we got some decent news this week. Let's, what? What did we get? I got the news. I got it right here. Okay, right, let's, give it to me. I'm ready. Let's start off with the Pokemon Go news. I think we got we got two exciting announcements here, but we got three announcements total. <laughs> Which one is the dud? Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting to hear what the two exciting ones were. This was off PokemonGoLive.com. Swablu Community Day featuring Mega Altaria appearing afterwards. Uh, this will be this weekend, May 15th from 11 to 5. Swablu will be appearing in the wild. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. You can evolve Swablu up to two hours after the event for an Altaria that will know the attack Moonblast. There's the snapshot feature will be turned on. There's a special community box, 1,200 Pokecoins, uh, 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Incubators, 5 Incense, and the Elite Fast TM. For $1, you'll be accessed to the Swablu Community Day exclusive research called Cotton Winged Bird. Cotton Winged Bird tickets are not live as of yet. As of this recording, Mega Altaria will make its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids at the conclusion of May Community Day on Saturday, April, Saturday, May 15th at 5 p.m. Back in time. This is your chance to catch, collect Mega Altaria energy to evolve any of the Altaria you've collected during the event. And then a one fourth hatch egg distance will be available, which is kind of a bummer. Because I'm pretty sure it still costs 400 candy to evolve Swablu. Yeah. Uh, so it sh- I think it should have been double candy. Uh, incense will last for three hours. And we are still in the pandemic version of Community Day. Which I guess we're technically still in a pandemic. But it is... Why, just turn on the... make. Why Why can't we have three hour alerts? <laughs> why are they 30 minutes? Just turn on the three hour alerts. I have a question. What if Altaria is real, but we just can't see them because they just look like clouds in blue sky. Mm. So they're camouflaged. I mean, that's how they survived all these years. <laughs> Who's hunting the Altarias? I like Altaria. I like Altaria Steve, a lot. apparently. You guys Steve don't like Altaria like, in Swamp Blue? I like Altaria. I'll hunt it to extinction. That's a Gen 3 Pokemon, Greg. Yeah. No, I not, like Altaria. I'm I a don't... fan of Altaria. Right. I'm saying <laughs> that well. they are camouflaged because they've been overhunted. <laughs> They got a good shiny, too. They do have a good shiny. Maybe the shinies... Wait, hold on. What color is that shiny? It's gold. Go down there. Uh, that'd be yeah, gold. Yeah, they're getting picked off. Yeah, <laughs> they, like, the golden ones are like, yoink. They're, they're floating around in the sky and like, wait, there's a gold thing. Nab I have it. to figure out if I can do community dance. Why? Where are you going on Saturday? Oh, I have a couch being delivered. He's got all kinds of stuff going who's on. Who's getting a couch on a Saturday? You get a couch on like a Thursday, so you tell your boss like, oh, I got a couch getting delivered. It won't be at the phone for... Uh, uh, that doesn't work anymore because like, yeah, you work from home. <laughs> so guess what? How about you get a couch delivered when you're not on the clock? Because I have to take apart. So here's the thing. 
they aren't taking our old couch. It's a whole thing. I have to like set up the junk people to come and take our existing. Put it couch on your front away. lawn and put those oh, free sign look, on it. I, no. I am not you. I don't live in Florida on a <laughs> yeah. junk junk lawn. Plus, do you know how steep the hill is outside my house? I would die taking this couch down that hill. I'm going to hire professionals. Potentially, as was suggested to me by my mother-in-law, we should use the junk hauling company, and I quote, college hunks, to come get our junk. Uh, hello? This is what she gave to us. Uh, Greg Leatherman? Yes. That is the company I used I to move from my... I will give you the name of my hunks. <laughs> All right. Because guess what? They was cute. What about send me <laughs> send me your hunks? What about Facebook Marketplace? You put out Facebook Marketplace. You say free must pick up. They come to your free door. Must they take, pick up. Yeah, this, yeah, that's that's insurance liability this right there. Desiccated, decimated, destroyed couch. Like we're getting a new couch for a reason. The old couch has completely fallen apart. You messed up. You should have bought the couch like a week before school started. And then the college people are desperate for anything. I am not waiting until September to get a new couch. <sighs> you need a new couch. You need a new garage. You need me I, to be in Minnesota. My, There's a lot of things I, they're asking for right now. I'm asking for my roof to be replaced, which it is. I need to get my entire garage fixed. I need a new couch. I need a new office, which I've done. I've set up my office for work. Look, my life is complicated. I have a lot of things going on, unlike you, Mr. Streamer, who has mm. one thing going mm. on, sitting where you are 24-7, trying to get people to look at you. <laughs> what a way to put it. There's not a lot of lies in that sentence. <laughs> there isn't. There's no lies. But Swablu Day this Saturday... Yes. I would say the temperature reading on this announcement was a little lukewarm. Tepid? I was almost of the opinion that we've already had a Swablu community day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have not. I think what you're thinking of is when we went to the GoFest um, two years ago. Swablu was one of the boosted Pokemon during... I actually think that I'm just confusing Swablu and Dratini. It was the Swablu. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the, the GoFest where they had, like, the spooky area, and then they had the muddy area, and it was actually muddy, not because they designed it to be muddy, but because it rained. Yes. That was well, the- One where we had to have clear backpacks. That was the third GoFest, because it was back at Millennial Park, Grant Park, because it was, the first one was the failure, the second one was Lincoln Park. Yes. Third one was, yeah. So, the, the, the exciting news, I guess, and we need to talk about this because- it's dumb, uh, <laughs> is that they <laughs> announced that the June community day will be Gibble. Yes. Which is a Pokemon that has that people have been asking for for community day for a very, very long time. It's a pretty rare Pokemon in the scheme of things. Mm -hmm. They didn't give any details about that. They just announced that June, I think it's June 6th, will be Gibble. For the most part, it seemed that people were very positive on it, but some were pretty negative. So I just kind of want to talk about that. <laughs> People in the Pokemon community were negative about a community today? Yeah, so it seems that there's like this lose-lose situation that Niantic is doing at this point, because they took a Pokemon that has uh, been... They took a Pokemon that's pretty hard to evolve, that's been shiny for a pretty long time. You know, overall, not that exciting of a Pokemon. Swablu's not a starter, or... I like Swablu. Yeah, I like Swablu too, but it's, you know, it's not a Charmander, it's not a Squirtle. No, that I did. Then you take a Pokemon that, you know... People like people love Garchomp. 
Uh, people love the, you know, Cynthia's associated with Garchomp. Uh, it's an incredibly rare shiny. Uh, Niantic, whether they did it purposely or not, made probably a lot of money off Gibble Raid's last GoFest because myself and a bunch of other people were joining $1 Gibble Raids to try to get a shiny Gibble. So, like, there, there's definitely value in Gibble, for sure. Then there's this, there's this, like, weird mindset that I feel like we talk about once every three months where people feel like once a Pokemon is more accessible, their quote-unquote work that they've done to get that Pokemon is devalued in some way. And this this is not exclusive to Pokemon games. Uh, I saw this a lot in Destiny, and I think Will knows where I'm going with this. There was a weapon in Destiny called Gallarhorn, uh, and it was a... Gallarhorn? It was a very... It was, <laughs> it was the best weapon in Destiny for a while. And there was no way to you. No, couldn't... don't join this raid unless you've got Gallahorn. No, non Gallahorns not welcome. When when Destiny first launched, the second week of Destiny, they had a uh, a, a seller sell Gallahorn, and this was before a meta was established in Destiny. No one bought Gallahorn because why would you buy a rocket launcher when you could get there was other weapons, and why would you waste? Because you could only have one rare weapon equipped. There were called exotics. So no one wanted to waste their exotic slot on a rocket launcher. And then ever since the raid came out, people figured out, oh, this is the best weapon. There was nothing you could do to get Gallahorn besides play as much as possible and hope that you got an exotic drop, which was already rare, and then hope out of that exotic drop that it was out of like the 50 exotics they had that that one was Gallahorn and not a weapon you already had. I, I definitely remember the day that I randomly got Gallarhorn to drop, and I played a lot of Destiny, and it happened. And then what happened in the community was when you went to try to join a raid, people were like, "You need to have Gallarhorn to join." Which it was at, specifically Crota's end. Yes, was it was the, the one second that you had to have raid. So they were set. They were <laughs> they were setting a requirement that you needed to either have been lucky enough to get this gun to drop, or you have played so much that you are again at the end of the day still lucky enough to have this weapon to drop. And they didn't care about your skill level. <laughs> they were just like, you need to have this gun because you didn't need skill to use Gallahorn. Mm -hmm. You just. Point and click. Point and click. Some people still struggled with that part of the game. It was There was a timing issue. And then to make things worse, Greg, there was a point where the seller came back. It was like a year later. Mm. And he came back to sell Gallahorn. And the community took a darker turn. And they said, <laughs> if you bought the Gallahorn, you're not allowed to join the raid. You needed to earn your Gallahorn to be in our raid. People who How bought would it, they know. They, <laughs> they will. They would have asked you. They would have said, "Did you yeah, buy?" Yeah, but this is online community stuff where the, the yeah you could just answer lie. is lie always. You could if also you could also when you're like filling out the form on Reddit or uh, the Destiny like group website that people made, you could just be like, "I have it," and then when you get there, I you like it. don't bring it out, right? Like you know, it was really How did dumb. You get it? I earned it. With money, so I think this <laughs> is this is the problem. So not to bring it was it was it was silly, and this comes to the problem of Pokemon, where I think I'll, the people that are like, "Uh, Swablu Community Day, why well, do a better Pokemon?" There are plenty of people that don't have shiny Swablu. 
there are plenty of people who have never evolved in Altaria because they're not hardcore players and 400 candy is a lot. So you have these people being upset that now they're doing a community day for something to them feels like, oh, I already have this. I don't want to do this. Why isn't it something new? And then on the flip side, you have Gibble and there are probably thousands of people with shiny Gibble out there. And they're upset because they feel like, oh, I spent all these money on raids or I played a lot more than you did and I have the shiny and now everyone is getting the shiny. There's this conversation of like, well, my shiny is worthless now. <laughs> Your shiny was always worthless. But, but my question to these people is, what was it worth? Yeah. Like, like if, if you had a 98% shiny gibble that you, you know, spent a weekend grinding, you wouldn't have traded it anyways because the IVs right. would have re-rolled. You wouldn't have traded. If I have something in my house that I never plan on trading or selling, there's no price on that because I don't plan, like, no, no one can make me an offer to get rid of it. <laughs> like, it just, <laughs> it's not worth anything because no matter what you give me, I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, I can find a price. I just checked. I already have a shiny uh, Swablu, so I'll be taking Saturday off. Thanks. Do you have two? Because you need two. Oh, dang, damn it, you got me. <laughs> so it's like this Venn diagram, and I think there's overlap of people being like, I already have the Swablu, and I already have the Gibble. They're in like this like weird position of they they just come off being extremely selfish of like, well, I don't want Swablu because I have it. And I don't want Gibble because I don't want you to have it. And I just want something brand new. And it's it's such a weird... Wait, let me add a third circle <laughs> that's my level of aggravation. Because in the first, like, two years of this game, every other community day was a starter. Yeah. And yeah. then we had a long break where, like... 2020, we, we didn't do starters at all, I don't think, throughout any of 20, 2021, finally, April 2021, we're snivy. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to get my little Tepig, my cutie Tepig. That should be June. June. It's not. <laughs> I mean, Tepig and Oshawa would probably eventually come. I don't want eventually. I want patterns. <laughs> well, there, there are patterns. patterns. And the, patterns are important. There, there, there is. So the reason I think this is important to talk about is because, like, if you are upset that Gibble is a community day, I don't know what video game you've been playing for the last five years, but I, I'm impressed that you are upset <laughs> about this because, like, <laughs> I am, I am shocked because if we look we? at if they did Dratini, right? Dratini is the Gibble mm -hmm. of Gen One. They did, um. Ew. That hurts to say. They did uh, Larvatar, which I would probably say is the Gibble of Gen 2. They did... Shellgun. Bagon and Shellgun. Yeah. They did Beldum. Like, these are all pseudo-legendaries that they have all done. So why would they not do Gibble? <laughs> I, spoiler, I spoiler! Spoiler! They're going to do Dino eventually. Yeah. And they're going mm. to do Gooby eventually. And they're gonna do Dreepy eventually. Like, it is impressive that 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 people couldn't think that that was eventually I... like they were going to suddenly skip Gibble Community Day one. Like they were <laughs> like like you really genuinely thought they weren't gonna do it? I am taking 
issue with the fact that you're calling it impressive that people can get upset <laughs> over a very predictable thing that they're going to get upset over. There is a, the Venn diagram of fandoms is the middle where everybody's always mad about something. Mad about something. Yes. Because there is some level of bizarro gatekeeping that they are involved in that's now having these other people in that's ruining their special feelings or hurting their feelings. <laughs> if if all you have in life is a shiny gibble and other people <laughs> getting shiny gibble is like crushing your happiness, I would maybe advise trying to find other things in life that make you happy. Yes. I mean, I'm still here collecting all the shiny rosalia from my friends. Again, I've been I've been lacking on going into home and collecting. There are people who have been sending them to me. But I, z- look, shinies are worthless. <laughs> they don't they don't well, mean I, anything. Well, I mean, theoretically they're not worthless if you're if you're selling them to other people, but who's Yeah. The, who's doing but, that? but don't sell Pokémon Team Rocket. That's just rude. Yeah. It's Pokemon also against TOS. Selling. It's against TOS. Set up by Team Rocket. Every Pokémon is going to have a shiny released. Because every Pokemon has a shiny. You should be doing this not for the Pokemon, but for your own internal experience and reward. And, life lesson, others' people's happiness does not ever need to infringe on yours. You can be happy on your own thing when you got it, when you did. And I guarantee you when you showed a person two years ago, hey, I got a shiny Gibble, they probably said, oh, cool. I want one too. I wish I had one. And after this community day, there'll be people who'll be like, hey, look at my shiny kibble. And they're like, oh, cool. I have one too. Look, let's share. I like this Pokemon. The conversation <laughs> changed the slightest bit. Nobody ultimately cares about your 98 or 100% shiny electronic code. Yes. I need a. A psychologist, a sociologist, we have a wide range of listeners. I'm sure there's someone in one of these fields, I don't know which is the appropriate field, to Just do an investigation them. of why in the 21st century we have come to a place where other, other people being happy takes away from me. I think that's always been a thing. Yeah. We just have the internet to share it now. No, it's now perva- more pervasive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just that Pokemon Go will always have an artificial rarity. They will always introduce things that will be rare. Like right now, it like when Gibble first came out, Gibble was impossible to find. And the that GoFest last year made him a little bit more accessible. Um, and then he went back to being rare. And he's in like 10K eggs. And, you know, if you're... if you're, I It's also hard for me to feel bad for... So the other argument maybe would be like, well, I spent this much money on incubators or I did this many raids to get a shiny gibble and now they're just handing it out for free, which I also disagree with the like handing it out for free. Having somebody give an hour of their time or two hours or six hours of their time is not free. Um, they, they have a set window to go and do something. And if they skip time it, they is skip the it. only real currency. This Correct. is true. Yes. If you're to the point where you're spending 50, 60, $70 on raid passes or incubators, where have you been for five years? This game has not changed. When it first came out, 
It was impossible to find a Dratini. Dratini was very hard to find. Do we remember when they made Mareep the rarest Pokemon in the world? It is a sheep that you found on route like 207 or something. Yeah. And like they have artificially made Pokemon rare. And now when they did spawn Mareep like six months ago, people were like, oh, look at all these Mareep. There will be a point. Where you will be sick of seeing Dino. Well, like right now, Dino is impossible to find. In two years, you'll be like, I'm swimming in Dino. <laughs> like, it's just shocking that people are willing to spend so much money and then Bobby, not pay attention to how, like, like it's not, <laughs> Niantic's not hiding what they're doing. It's, it's been very obvious what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They pick, why is Amolga rare? No one cares about Amolga. They made him spawn for, like, a one in a hundred chance, and then they took him away. And he'll be back, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I can't no. wait for Amolga community. Wait, Amolga doesn't evolve. It can't be a community day. Dag nebbit. Maybe they'll do a community day where it's all the Pikachu knockoffs. They'll do a what generation did is is Sinnoh is Amolga Sinnoh? No, uh Unova. Oh, how dare you? Unova. They will have a Unova ticket and it'll be shiny in the Unova ticket. Now we're gonna years get to November now. and it's gonna be Pokemon's shocking twenty fifth anniversary <laughs> and it's gonna be all the electric mice. Variants. Oh, yeah, it would be the electric mouse ticket. All the knockoffs. Okay, we did talk about this last week, obviously. Last bit of Pokemon Go news here, which I think is part of the exciting stuff. So out of the three Pokemon, the Gibble was exciting. Was, the, well, you had three. This what is was the, the third bad one? one? The bad one was what the was, Swablu. That's not bad. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I mean, none <laughs> of these are good. All right, this is exciting, though. Mark your calendars. Pokemon Go Fest returns this July. Uh, I have always loved Go Fest. Last year's event debuted a brand new worldwide format that saw trainers from around the globe working together to complete challenges, unlock rewards, defeat Team Rocket. From the launch of the Global Challenge Arena to the thrilling research that led us to Victini, Pokemon Go Fest 2020 was truly an event to remember. What does this have event in store? Well, you'll just have to wait and see. 2021 marks the 25th anniversary of Pokemon Go, the 5th anniversary, sorry, 25th anniversary of Pokemon, the 5th anniversary of Pokemon Go. We trust that you won't want to miss this Go Fest. We cannot wait to celebrate another summer. Stay tuned for details. I remember not getting Victini at the end of last mm -hmm. year's Go Fest. Because you didn't log in that day. <laughs> I did. Yes. So we don't know price. We know the dates, July 17th well, okay. and July 18th. Um, Price will probably be twelve ninety nine. What something? Yeah, the first there, one was yes. twelve ninety nine, right? Yeah, or was it fourteen ninety nine? No, I think mm -hmm. it was twelve. I think it was twelve. The mythical here is obviously Meloetta. I know this is an audio podcast, but uh, when it says fest, it is the green and the turquoise, and then the like light, the off white, and then there's little music notes. It is literally Meloetta's colors. Okay. Plus the music notes kind of give it away. <laughs> like yes. So the mythical will be Meloetta. Um, Which I, form? The Don Orange one, the regular one. I don't know what the regular Meloetta form is called. I think the orange one is called Dance Form, though. Uh, one's pirouette form and one something. Uh, they show a Scyther, a Meryl, a Chespin, and a Swoobat in the picture, and a Pikachu. I don't think there's any like hidden message here. Wait, Aria hold on. Form and, and pirouette form. form. Picking Scyther and Meryl for this picture means anything. I don't think so. Bug, water, electric, grass, psychic. Oh, wait. Hey, Pokemon has more than one type? Since when? 
probably safe to say or safe to speculate that it's going to be bare minimum exactly like last year in the sense where everyone buys a ticket and competes. Mm -hmm. The question is, are they going to have a physical location for some people? Hmm. And if they do opt to do that, what is the travel situation? I don't think other countries can come here. Here or no? I know we like we as Americans can't go to like Japan because Japan's so not letting anyone. International travel in. is still off the books for pretty much everywhere. You if so currently the CDC is saying if you are vaccinated, you can travel domestically only. So that means you could fly within the United States on a domestic flight as long as you're vaccinated. The thing is, is that most places still haven't opened a bunch of event spaces so you would have they would have to find a domestic location that is completely outdoors that has enough space Space. or not or just do what they did last year and just say it's global and i have a feeling they aren't going to try to do a central locale this close to things sort of being done i will say the key here if you read the actual phrase on this very brief web page Trainers from around the world are invited to participate in a special two-day Pokemon Go Fest experience on July 17th and 18th. If it was going to be at a location, they would have said event. The one on Pokemon Go Live, it has different word- yeah. wording. What does it, it say there? two-day global event from July 17th Wait, no, I'm looking July at 18th. PokemonGoLive.com. Yeah. First, first line says event. That mine does not say event. I would, I would <laughs> wait. <laughs> I would wager to bet they would want to try an event if they can, and they would probably would say make that, it limited. Yeah. So I would say that that would have been possible if we had if things didn't look so dire six months ago, because there's no way they could plan it within mm-hmm. you know m- you know at the beginning of April for July and have that much time. Like th- that's a short window. For things to have been released up, they would have had to have started opening things up and started planning this well before, well before things looked better uh, yeah. for people being located in one central location. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have venues booked. Like, like think of how many venues they they probably still have. Um, uh, I don't know what the word is. Extensions on, on the hook, like like, on like the they hook have that for, they have yeah. that St. Louis they Park that they that we were supposed to go yeah. to. They had that one in Pittsburgh. I am sure there are still, you know, they have to eventually do that St. Louis event, and that park probably has like okay, we have August maybe if the August doesn't work out, we have October. If October doesn't work out, we have you booked for. I, I, I'm sure something like that maybe exists because those parks slash cities want. The tourists. I think the bigger problem is not the space. I think it's very easy to say, like, okay, we got this huge park. We're bringing in only 50% of the people we did last time, so everyone's spacious. Wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. I, I think that's the easy part. I think the hard part is you're bringing all people to a city, and those people are going to go into restaurants and go into hotels, and that is harder to control, mm-hmm. and Niantic would feel responsible for that. Because mm-hmm. they're 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 the people bringing everyone to the city, uh, even if it's like at you know half like when we when we went to Mall of America. I mean, obviously you guys were just down the street. I came out of town, and even though, and I got a hotel that was connected to Mall of America, and the mall was nor I would say normally busy. Like 
Uh, I wouldn't say the mall that day was like oh, like incredibly busy. It just it was it, a little lighter than normal. It felt like yeah, a little, the, yeah. yeah. But the when we went into the hotel, it it, it felt like I was at a convention. Like every yeah. like I waited in line for thirty minutes. It, it like every like you had to wait in line to get up to your room because they were only allowing one person in um the elevator at a time, and they had somebody managing the elevator. It very it very much felt like I was at like a Gen Con where like. There's too many people here, and mm-hmm. I just I can't even get to my room fast enough because I gotta wait in a line to get into an elevator. Like, and that's what I would imagine. That's that I feel like is the problem with the physical go yeah, fest. Yeah. That the 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 fest itself, the things around it of like waiting in line at a restaurant or the restaurant being too crowded or the hotel having a full lobby because people don't know where they're going or they're planning. It's like, ugh. but I would assume Niantic would love to do the event for the because I'm they love sure live they events. Um, they love yeah. live events. I just don't think. I also I still feel they feel they, they yeah. have something to prove after year one, right? Like, we we can do live, in-person yeah. <laughs> events. And people love right? them, yeah. So we're just going to do it here. It's July, it'll be nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm still going to Chicago. I'm just going to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you willingly go to Chicago? You, you gotta go once a year to remind yourself what an no! awful place it is. No, I love, I love the no service down this street. I love... <laughs> <laughs> that's all our Pokemon Go news. It was a lot this week, but I think we covered it all. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got some anime news, some TCG news, and we're going to also talk about um, Pokemon Snap. So we will be right back. This episode of It's Super Effective is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Shaker and Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. At just $40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails. And you can skip or cancel boxes anytime. Invite some friends over, class up your nightcaps, or be the best house guest of all time with your Shaker and Spoon box. Get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash pkmncast. Mm-hmm. You know... I was so scared to run ads on this show, and then we run the ad last week, and we we released we released a ad free version of the show for Patreon, and then the, our audience is like, "Oh, we love the ad." We want to like, one gin update. We're out of gin. The husband has made a cocktail three nights, which used up all the gin. I one I didn't know one of the cocktail recipes was a warm one, like the apple cider one that came in ours. Like, you warm it up, mm. and then there's, like, a whole whipping cream component. Like, it was a production. It looked really good, though. I am still searching for a good use of a non-alcoholic version, because A, I ran out of plain tonic water, and B, even worse, we ran out of gas for the soda stream, so I can't make tonic water. Oh, well. I found yeah. a TikTok that was making non-alcoholic fancy drinks, and I thought of Which Shaker I and love. Spoon. And the argument was, well, because people were like, why are you not putting alcohol in it? But the argument was, well, you go to Starbucks and you get like super mm-hmm. f- like fancy coffees of like, I'd like a low fat iced with extra shot of 
Cree. Like, yeah, there. I like nothing more than fancy drinks. Going to a restaurant that has a non-alcoholic cocktail menu is like my is like the greatest thing ever. I am still searching for ways to make tasty things with my shaker and spoon box. I will say that it has gotten a surprising amount of use in our home. <laughs> we well, are out I, of gin. Yeah, my update is um, I. I've never had rye whiskey before, and I got the rye box, which was kind of my opportunity to go and try rye whiskey. So I did not get the most expensive, because my basic understanding of whiskeys (laughs) is the more you pay for it, the more you want to actually just taste the whiskey versus... Then mixers. <laughs> the yeah, other you things that you mix in with shelf, it. Bottom shelf whiskey for mixers. And boy, I was surprised. I didn't think rye was that popular, but there are just a lot of various mm, makers of are. rye whiskey. <laughs> I, I always thought it was like, oh, that's the Canadian kind or something like that. Anyways, I had the opportunity to learn quite a bit about rye whiskey in my search for a bottle of such. And I have now obtained one. And I just need... Actual glassware that's not solo <laughs> red solo cups, and I will continue okay, down I my adventure. Bring, I will bring our collection of somebody gave us fancy cocktail glasses. And we will we will test. We will we will do an in house alcoholic non alcoholic cocktail. I also like in the box, like it. Not only does it give you the recipes and like the videos of here's how you would do yeah, it, yeah. but it's also like this is the glass that you would use. Yeah. Here's like the equipment you would use, and that like that is it's really quite informative. Helpful. I was very yeah. impressed by the box, and we are keeping the box after because I can put gaming stuff in that really nice box. You can get twenty dollars off your first box at shakerandspoon.com/slash/pkmncast. And we are back from our break. Uh, before we get into the anime news and the TCG news and the Slap news. Masters. We has <laughs> characters in it. No, I, we're not doing the Masters thing because that's a long time. The show's already running long. We relaunched the Patreon in the month of May. Uh, so I wanted to let people know the Patreon's relaunched. All the reward levels are redone um, starting at $5 a month. You can get an uh, ad-free version of the show. You can get into our Slack community. You can also get our two bonus podcasts. I'm promising every single month the first bonus podcast just went up this past weekend. So if you sign up for the Patreon, you do get access to that right away. You also get access to all the other bonus podcasts we did last year, which was um, me and Irene, Irene and myself, talking about uh, the sun and, sun and Moon anime. You get all that. Um, but the first bonus podcast of May has gone up. It is a 45-minute conversation with uh, Nick and myself. And we talk about his music career and him making the break music for the show and the Kickstarter and how we wanted to do vinyl. The vinyl was too expensive, so we did cassettes. Um, so that is up on the premium podcast feed if you are interested. Uh, we have a lot of cool rewards. If you want postcards and stuff in the mail, you can go at the $10 level. And the cool thing we're doing for the month of May is if anyone who signs up at a $5 level or more, or upgrade to the $5 level if you're below that, uh, you will get a six-song album from Nick of the new break music that we've been doing. So that would be like Mega Houndoom and a couple other songs that have recently appeared that have not appeared on the Kickstarter album that went out to people. Um, If you just want the music... Uh, you sign up for the Patreon, and then you can just cancel at the end of the month. Or if you decide that you like every other feature we're offering, you can stay. 
Finally, sorry, there's a lot here, but very excited about the Patreon relaunch. Finally, if you decide to do a full year at any tier, $5 or $10 or whatever, um, you get two months free. So you're paying 10 months, but getting 12 months. That's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Math. Math. So if you're interested, patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T or just I-S-E dot cash. Um, Dot cash is the hot trendy new dot com dot cash. I-S-E at super effective dot cash. Makes sense. Anyways. Moving on. Moving on. Speaking of anime, the latest Pokemon season Pokemon Master Journey will be available later this year. Ash's journey across the vast, thrilling Pokemon world continues with a new season, Pokemon the Series, kicking off later this summer. Master Journeys, not to be confused with Master Quest, Master Journeys will be the 24th season of the animated series, uh, where Ash, alongside his partner Pikachu, the young trainer, continues his quest to be a Pokemon Master. It's a big, big world. Just reading off Pokemon.com here. But you know where to find Ash and Go battling and catching from Kanto to Galar with Pikachu. I'm going to skip the some of the Pokemon they list here for spoiler purposes. But Pikachu will be there. And uh, <laughs> Go will have uh, certain Pokemon as well. Uh, the heroes will travel all over the world to research for per, research Pokemon for Cerise Laboratory. Along the way, Ash climbs higher in the World Coronation Series rankings, and Go will add more Pokemon to his Pokedex in his journey slash quest to catch Mew. Meanwhile, Chloe will take her first steps as a Pokemon trainer when she meets a mysterious... I won't say what the mysterious Pokemon was. I'll leave that to you guys. I mean, you can just read the press release if you want to. Uh, New friends, returning rivals, and exciting adventure as the journey continues... Um, but they do not have a date for when this series will continue. But I believe it's done on Netflix. I believe the part four was the last part, and that is good. Yeah. So if you've watched that, you're all caught up. Um, if you haven't watched it, you got plenty of time. You got pretty much probably all summer to catch up. And then didn't say that it'll be on Netflix here, I'm assuming. I, th- I mean, I thought somewhere else it said it's continuing on Netflix, but it doesn't say on Pokemon.com. I think it man, is. Man, I was poking around on Hulu last night, and there was some some Pokemon anime on there. Yeah, they have like six it's seasons of something. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. I can't imagine that it's not on Netflix. Why would they move it now? Like, yeah, there would be an announcement that somebody got it if Netflix wasn't. It's like a free win for Netflix. They don't have to spend money making it. Yeah, Netflix has deep deep pockets. For scientific reference, uh, I believe, although my research may be lacking, there are 23 seasons of One Piece. So, mm. Pokemon is, is one more season. Is now the longest running <laughs> anime of all time. How many One episodes Piece. in a season of One Piece, though? Uh, it varies. Oh, my. Oh, my. It's like... Too many? Season 19 had 107 episodes. Season <laughs> 1 had 61. It's, it, it varies. Isn't Pokemon varies. just like 50 episodes a season? Nah, it varies. Nah, it varies. Uh, One Piece is a commitment, and I keep restarting it, and I get, yeah. I, keep, there's, I get to one part where I'm like, 
can't with the yelling right now. And then I forget where I left off, so that I'm like skipping through episodes. This is to gonna try be, to find this is where gonna be I like was. the most weebest thing that will be said <laughs> all of this episode of It's Super Effective. Greg, One Piece is your bleach for me. I oh, keep restarting yeah. bleach yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Look, I also got we also got to a certain part in part in bleach where we're like, you know what, we're out. I'm just done. I just can't anymore. I, I love me that Zompak though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good. Uh, also off Pokemon.com, the Galarian Rapidash V-Box should uh, be available maybe somewhere. I don't know. It's hard to find cards still. Uh, Galarian Rapidash V is known for its devastating psychic attack. Uh, it sends out from its long horn. And now that power can be yours, listener, alongside a playable foil prom- promo card featuring this pretty pastel Pokemon. Uh, plus an oversized card suitable for display. You will find extra treasures in a handful of Pokemon TCG booster packs. Chase down this forest beauty with the Galarian Rapidash V-Box. You're getting one promo card, one oversized card, and four booster packs. I can't see the booster packs here. I know one is one is Battle Styles. It looks like one is Darkness Ablaze. I can't see the other two. Uh, they look okay though. They don't look. I don't see any Steam Siege or Crimson Invasion back there. Thank goodness. Whew. I don't I... know the card situation anymore. At my targets, they are. You have to show up at Friday at eight a.m. I saw on Twitter people p- taking pictures of their targets and it being like fully stocked, like the old days, like. Oh, 20, not, not my target, not the one by my house. 20 mm-hmm. ETBs and 30 of these boxes and booster. Uh, th- that's not my target. Uh, so I don't I don't know what magical target they went to where it's like completely stocked. But uh, no, not not me. <laughs> it, it, yeah, all my target has are. Well, first, OK, right. There's a left and right situation. And I think most targets are divided in the same most targets i've been to are divided in the same way there's four there are four target layouts seeking as a person who lives in the target town there are four very distinct target layouts and yours will be in one of four well what i've always noticed is there's one half that is card games and such that people actually want so that'll be your mtv mtgs pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh's. that'll be one side and then there's the other side which is like Baseball cards, weird, like, loot box type, blind box things, tiny things that nobody actually ever buys. So that side is always full. And then now at the Target by my house, uh, still no Pokemon, no Yu-Gi-Oh! I think that might be someplace else in the store. And then only MTG sets that nobody wants. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My Target... Very closest to me, the busiest target in Minnesota is Card Bear. There is nothing. There are a couple of Kalheim Super Booster Packs of yep, Magic. The ones that nobody wants. Nothing else. There's nothing left. They are just bare shelves. The next set, Chilling Rains, I didn't even see the standard online sites like Troll and Toad or Cool Stuff Inc. or what was the other one? Uh, anyways, I haven't even seen them put up pre-orders for Chilling Rains, and now we're like a, m- a month away from it. And normally, 
Uh, like I pre-ordered Battle Styles, came out in March. I pre-ordered that. Didn't in... they get canceled? No. Well, that was Amazon. Um, but I ordered <laughs> Battle Styles off Cool Stuff Inc. for one twenty, which I normally have always paid ninety nine for. We've talked about this. I ordered that in January. But I ordered late, like I think they put them up in December because they were already they were already sold out of ETBs when I went to go order a booster box. But they haven't put anything up yet. And I, I, I have a friend who works with a distributor because he sells cards. And he said that like the allocation for Chilling Rains was smaller than Battle Styles, and Battle Styles was already smaller than like vivid voltage and darkness ablaze even though like three months ago they said we're ramping up production we're making more we understand people can't find cards i i don't know it's not it's still not fun it's still not fun to just collect pokemon cards at this point it's real rough it's dark days it'll pass soon money's started gonna start going into them nfts People won't want physical stuff anymore. Actually, should we start a Pokemon NFT? <laughs> no. I guess you could own this. Got, mm, you could own this four seconds of ISE NFT. If you want, if you want some some something, uh, let me just say, get your Ethereum wallet set up. It's coming. Well, tell me about your five hours of Pokemon Snap. Yay! Okay, so here's the issue. Because even though, yes, number one, love Pokemon Snap. Love playing it. I have added it into my rotation of something that I play every single day. But my love has taken a dark turn. Uh-oh. Because... It's only been out for nine days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, things happen fast. Even though I love playing it a lot. And like I will li- literally sit down and I'll just like... Because I have like my three games that I'm going to do. And like every time I sit down and I play games, I do a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one, a little bit of that one. So, Pokemon Snap is in there. I really like chasing that Meganium. And I think I've chased the Meganium probably 30 times now. (laughs) (laughs) So, of my five hours of play, three hours is me chasing Meganium. Two hours is daytime in the first park, nighttime in the first park. And probably 15 minutes of the jungle, because I've gotten it finally gotten into the jungle. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's good. I, I repeated uh, the park a lot after. Yeah. That was like the first course I repeated over and over again to try I, to, to try to like figure out the secrets. I find the game to be so difficult, and I'm like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to yeah. get it. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to get it this time. And then I don't get it. <laughs> I'm, I, like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> Uh, I have an update about my controls. It turns out, because I bought a pro controller, it's helped slightly, but apparently my Joy-Cons have developed the drift, oh. which is why I think I'm fight- I was fighting against them more than probably everybody else was. Um, also, I worked very hard to get my pride picture up, completed, and done, so all of you listeners go to my Snap page <laughs> For June, I have a Pride picture up. It is very important. Go support my happy Pride photo on Pokemon Snap. Thank you. One thing I keep having an issue with mentally is keeping in mind that the the circle selector is more important than the camera 
Like, so the left stick is more important than the right stick. And the left stick should be on the Pokemon that you're trying to take a picture of. Because I've had situations <laughs> where I have, like, a ducklet that is, like, smiling and its wings are up. And it's just the happiest little ducklet. But my circle was pointing at a swana. Mm, yeah. So it, was, yeah. it said... It's a Sawana it's a photo. Swana. I'm like, no. And I'm like, no, no, no. This was a ducklet. It's a good ducklet. <laughs> Look it's at the diamond ducklet. <laughs> Professor Mirror, you need to get better glasses because your prescription's bad because you are clearly missing the thing. First of all, I can't get it more in the center. Second of all, this thing is gorgeous. I took a snap. I took a screenshot of when I beat the game. Uh, so I got credits. The, as well. There is no winning at this game. It so, is a constant <laughs> life devotion. Get, yeah. So getting credits. Uh, so for me, it was uh, five thousand seven hundred photos taken, uh, twenty-seven hours and nine minutes, and then the total Pokedex score was one point four million. Um, and since then, I am up to forty hours of playing, and my Pokedex score is at two million. Um, and I think I'm at like 7,000 photos because I think you get like a little uh, achievement unlock at 7,000. So yeah, 40 hours in about 10 days. I said this last week. I'll say it again. I'm glad I was wrong. I didn't think this game would be longer than 10 hours. And I am still like 19 Pokemon away from finding every Pokemon because uh, I think there's like 214. And that doesn't even count. Getting one, two, three, four stars of every Pokemon that obviously doesn't count the 4K of everything. There are some things that don't specifically matter, but could matter to you in the sense of wanting to be a completionist. So, for example, like there is every form of Vivian in this game, uh, but you could just say like, well, I just took four. One, two, one, two, three, four of Vivian and they're all 4K, so I'm done there. But there's like an achievement. A title, I think they're called, or if you get all the Vivian, it unlocks that. So, um, even though that your album doesn't necessarily remember all sixteen forms of seventeen forms of Vivian, something like that. Wait, does it also have Pokeball form? The Pokeball form is in the game. Yes. Dang. Is it? Yeah. Every every form is even the fancy form. All of them are. They're like really hard to get. I think we talked about this a little last week that. Snap is also a puzzle game, mm -hmm. and I have still, at this point, 40 hours in, I haven't looked anything up. Um, sometimes I, I, I guess I, I spoil myself when I'm looking at other people's pictures. Like, for example, there's a picture of Kangaskhan holding its, her child up, and then there's like a minior in the sky, and it's like, oh, I've never got Kangaskhan to do that. And I bet that's the four star because that's what I'm missing. So how did you? So now that I, I yeah, like yeah. that's spoiled for me. But like, the, there's still the puzzle of like, how did you get Minior here to get Kangaskhan to lift up? So like, it's a spoiler, but also it was like, oh, cool. Now I know how to do that. Um, but I haven't gone out of my way to look up anything. Um, I, but I will say that the game, the research tax. I said it yesterday. I the last time and it confirmed it. The research tasks, some of the things that they ask for are the four-star picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it will ask for specific, oh, I've seen it do this. See if you can get a picture of it. It doesn't tell you 
That's how the, to the do lend it. talk, the right. the yeah. Y on the yeah. main screen. But I love like those. I, I that love that those. picture that you're mentioning, I know that that's a task because I saw it and I went, "Oh, I have no idea how you do that or where that would happen." Those are but the it, things that keep me going back and back and back. Yeah. And it's like like the, one of them was uh, catch a photo of uh, is it Quagsire, like yeah. Quagsire jumping, mm-hmm. and it's like. I, I, I just got it. I got it right down. <laughs> and there was a, a, a beautifly, like, flying in from the side, and Quagsires jump in. And I was like, yes, I got it. <laughs> I got it. It's avant-garde. Now that I'm, like, close to finishing the Pokedex, and I've seen credits, and now I'm just trying to beat scores and stuff, I am feeling that, like, grind in the sense mm-hmm. of, I kind of just want to look stuff up now. Like, yep. there are things in the game where I guess I guess the word is hard, uh, where, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't, this game's not hard, right? Like, the, the game no, itself lies, is... Lies, it, 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 This game is real hard for me. The game itself <laughs> is, apples. is not hard. You could go through the entire game, get nothing but, like, bronze star photos, and you, oh, will, yes. y- you will see credits, yeah. right? Like, the if you want to experience the story, which... Uh, in the audio version, I'm doing air quotes story because it like, boy, does it's, that not. Really hey, I'm learning about the Illumina I- phenomenon yeah. and the yeah. mystery around it and, and those Captain, crystal blue Captain flowers. Vince. Yeah, they uh, we, we, we'll so maybe we'll talk about the story next week just to give people time to finish it. But I got things to say you about that. 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> or in Will Anderson time, 100 hours. Like if you just if you just want to see credits, the game is easy. There are things where y- you you have to be very precise and you have to do a lot of trial and error. But the problem, and I think this is what makes this is why some people might say like the game is hard. The game doesn't give you feedback. You don't know what is working or not working without just trial and error and sinking time in. And I don't 100%. think I don't think that's like uh, I don't think it's I don't know if fair is the right word. Uh, but I remember when Travis was on the program, they were talking about a specific kind of TV show. Oh, gosh, what was it? But their their example was like, no, it was a podcast. It was um, it was one of those audio dramas, kind of like Welcome to Night Vale. And, and, he, and they said specifically, the show is only mysterious because they're purposely holding out so much information from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is the thing they're using against you. Whereas yeah. if they said one or two things, it would make sense. But the only reason the mystery is there is because they're withholding a lot of information and they give it to you later to be like, oh my gosh, didn't you never would have thought of this. And it's it's this weird trope. And ever since they said that, I always thought about it of like, yeah. You kind of see through the facade that they're putting up. And yes, this is called uh, Death Note plotting right here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're I'm watching an anime that is doing this exact thing. And luckily the anime is still really good. But I'm getting to the point in the anime, which is, so what, I was reincarnated. Oh, I was reincarnated as a spider, so what? It's fun, but they withhold a major point of information for 12 episodes. And then when they finally reveal it, you're like, well, no wonder nothing was making sense. <laughs> like, you you needed to tell us this up front <laughs> because I, we've been literally sitting here going, 
what is even happening in this show? It this doesn't make sense. I actually appreciate it in in Pokemon Snap though, because when I have those moments of oh, let me just like fidget with the buttons and wait, I'll do a scan, I'll throw a fluff fruit. Oh wait, something happened, and I'm like, oh, something happened. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go through it again. Yeah, and I'm gonna remember to do it on purpose next yeah. time. Well, and, I always and- forget that certain ones react only to the scan sound. Yeah, you got you got to hit that scan. Yeah, but you you, you then, start oh, to get the into stupid spider web in the jungle. I keep <laughs> going too far, and I don't turn around to get back to you, it. But you you start. I, I feel like at least for me, you, it 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 doesn't become a fun mechanic. And I think at the end of the day, games need to be fun for you to want mm-hmm. to go back. Like the loop has to be fun and good, and it is. But then there's like a point of frustration. For example, in the snow level, there's two snoms. And I can't get good pictures of them. And I know you can get good pictures of them. I can only get like bronze one star pictures of them. And I see them and it's a very short window. And I know that something needs to happen. And I've gone through the snow level a dozen times and I cannot figure it out. And the game doesn't give you any feedback, which is this is the problem. Like, there is nothing you can do. Got to solve that mystery, man. You've got to solve that mystery. So. This is the thing that it, that I sort of discovered, because spoiler, 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 I know the two snom that you're talking about. It's at the bottom of... You go down the, the hill, hill, and then there's a there's a hill there, they're on, and they what look I over. What I didn't know is as I was flying down the hill and hit the scan button, there are a number of them hidden in the tree. There's a thousand that snom. That you fly past, and I'm like, well... But stop! I need them. I need to. I did. You never told me at all that there's a one. There's a tree that I'm flying past, and two that there's things in the tree because I had to use the but scan function. But of course function. there are. Of course there are. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that uh, there's a lot of trees in this game that don't have anything in them. Until you've gone and raised your research level, and the Pokemon like you more, and then they start to show up. I mean, there weren't any Buffalant in the daytime of the park at the beginning until you they go into the nighttime. They were way across the meadow. They were way in yeah. the background. I- I'm assuming that the developer probably made some obscure or or whatnot is because they want they wanted their customer they wanted the players to have these conversations, and I appreciate that a ton. I just wish that the game gave a little bit more feedback, or the game realized that you went through this level twenty times that it maybe suggests things for you to do or try. They kind yeah. of do that up front, like what Will, Will, Will was saying. Uh, but if you miss those, like, I don't, is there a summary? Can I like, go back and see all the things I've completed? Oh, no, no, no. You no, actually no. have to pay attention and read when people are talking <laughs> no, to but, you. Like, yeah, if, I, if I accidentally did something, like, I don't know, made Clawlitzer shoot a very powerful hydro pump, if I accidentally did that and that was one of the tasks... There is no, again, there's no feedback to be like, yeah. oh, you did this and this, and Clawlitzer did this. Like, right. there's no summary I can go back to see, like, how did I do this activation? How did yep. I make this Pokemon do that? And I don't think, like, this is not a, this, this is like a down, this is like a complaint for, like, if you are in the hardcore Pokemon Snap situation. <laughs> Everything before this is still a hundred percent worth it. Yeah, but there is again going back to the snow level. There, there is a point near the end where there's like a sphere that is like floating on a lazy river, and 
if you just happen to hit him at the certain point with an apple, he stops, and then a swineub will cross over him. He'll cross. He'll use this field to cross over the river. But then the swineub doesn't do anything. But then, like, why is that swineub crossing the the river? To get to the other side. Right. Yeah, obviously. And then there's, like, a little, um, like, air burst coming out of the ground. So you're like, okay, I gotta get the swine up to do the... I'm assuming I gotta get the swine up to do the air burst. But when you're doing when you're doing that level, like, 12 times, at a certain point, you're just like, what is the solution? I, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is just, like, to me, it's very... Almost like a throwback to 80s video games. Mm. Where it's oh, yeah. like the difficulty was just in discovering and discovering the pattern. What do I have to yeah, the pattern yeah, I have the, to do but with to the, get past with the this. swine up example, that's at the end of the level. Yeah. So you have to go through that like that is the that nope. is the initial problem. <laughs> that's the challenge. Yeah, is yeah, like the challenge. challenge. Like each level to, that level in particular is a little bit longer, which is cool. Some levels are shorter, some are longer. That one's a little bit longer. It's like three minutes. Even if you decide to skip everything and hold the R button to zoom past, you're not going that much faster. So you're like, instead of waiting three minutes, you're waiting like a minute forty. And then you have to be precise. And if you mess it up, there's the ending, yep. and guess what? You got to do it again. Guess what? You gotta, yeah. I, this sounds like a complaint, and I guess it is a weaker part of the game. But your your only other solution at that point is okay. Just go to Serbia and look it up. I will say that in I got that level of frustration in getting my pride picture because the solution isn't obvious. Like there isn't an obvious solution to how to make that event happen, and I ended up looking it up because I'm like I am. I have done this course 10 times now, and I have checked everything that I can possibly look at. I have scanned every section that I can possibly scan, and I am not finding it. I just cannot find the solution. And I looked it up, and it is so, it is so precise that has to happen at such a precise moment that if you miss it, it, you just have missed it. it. You you have to know that it's there. And stuff. I I don't know how you stumble upon that. I think it's okay to look things up. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think. It, I, yeah, I think again, it totally is. It's a throwback to like being on the playground with your friends and yeah, being yeah. like, "Hey, did you get this thing in in Pokemon Snap?" And you're like, "No, I didn't figure that." And they're like, "Okay, so this is what you yeah, got to yeah, do." Yeah. And then you're like, get so excited because your friend finally told you like. That thing that they figured out. Well, my friend you know, of the internet tells me a lot of things. That's that. That's where we are, right? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Right. It's not. I mean, I did look at Park up. Avenue School in nineteen eighty four. Once I you know the solution, it's it's like knowing a puzzle. Like once you know the solution, you have it, and it's it's why it's kind of hard. You have to execute it. Yeah, you have to execute it, but it's it's kind of like playing Portal twice. Like the first time you play Portal, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, and then the second time you play it, you're like, well, I know the solution. <laughs> like, right. like, yeah, but there's... I still played it six times because I yeah, really yeah, like that yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, it's still fun. Um, yeah, I mean, part of it is also that, like, even if you know the solution, sometimes getting the game to do what you want because the aim, the aim system and the physics system is weird. Those, those, the Illuminati balls, I feel like are perfect. The apples, I, I feel like are are they don't. They like the apples they lob too early. Uh, lob? 
they fall off quick. They fall well, off yeah, for, quicker for than me, you you've got to like you've got to like have the Pokemon out of the frame yeah. to aim it so it goes far yeah. enough, and then it's like that whole mechanic of. I th- I think they're both. They both react slightly weird, and they both are different from each other. Like they did add weight to the fruit because it does have fruit. It would have weight as a physical object, but having to do things where you are using the exact same targeting system for two things that have two different physics gets a little frustrating sometimes. Because it's like I have to not only try to get this apple exactly where you want me to, but then I have to switch over to get the orb, and it's run off of a different physics, and I have to try to... It I like that they, they have two different physics. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think it's, that's... It's, yeah. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's it is it is one of those things where it is much like older games. You have to learn how to control the game by playing it over and over and over again. And I do get I do not games where it's like you're teaching me how to interact with your game in a way that only applies to your game. And we aren't looking for life lessons from Pokemon <laughs> Snap. They don't even teach us how to do arty photographs. So and they don't so care about it, your arty photographs. In the uh, on the other side of the coin, there I, there's a mythical Pokemon. I don't want to spoil what the mythical is. There's a mythical Pokemon in one of the end levels, and they appear right at the beginning. The first time I saw them, I took a picture of them, and then I n- I didn't see them for the whole level. But I was like, cool. I didn't know they were in this level. They just showed up. I don't think I did anything particular for them to show up. And then the second time I went through. And I threw an apple at them. And they didn't do anything. And I got a better picture that time. And then the third time I went through the level, I was like, I'm going to throw the Illuminati ball at them. And I did. And they did something different. And I was like, cool. And that is the sense of discovery the game is like trying yeah, to yeah. do. And I appreciate it, that. Yeah. And when I got... That happens, that happens in multiple levels, FYI. Well, that's right. The sense of discovery, I think, is such an accurate way to describe it, right? Because the first time you do the Meganium level, Meganium's alone. The second time you do it, there's somebody with Meganium. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a Pokemon I absolutely do not care about <laughs> one whit. But the minute the level started and I was like, wait, there's another dude here that's having fun and doing other stuff. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. They do sense of discovery very well. So when I when I hit that mythical with a pester ball, then they appeared later on in the Illumina level. Ball. Oh, Illumini ball. <laughs> they appeared later on in the level. And it's a kinder, gentler future, please. And so I hit them with a pester ball again, and they did something. And then my thought process is, I'm missing something. And my thought process is, I'm missing something here because I, they're not close enough to me. I'm missing the four-star picture. I got the one, the two, and the three. There has, they have to do one last thing. I know where they are in the first area. I know now how to move them to the second area. There must be a third area before the level is over for them to move. Fast forward to my seventh time playing the level for this Pokemon. I figured it out. Um, Oh, I figured it out earlier. It was just execution of like, Mm -hmm. I bet I have to light up Mm -hmm. these crystals. And now if I light up these crystals, that mythical is going to go from the second area to that final area where I'm going to get the four star shot. And I did that. But... They appeared way later than I expected them to appear, so I wasn't ready, and my back was turned to them. So by the time I turned around, ready. I was well. There. I didn't know I where they were going the to appear, right? So now I have to go through an eighth level to do that. And again, I don't think it's hard. It is time consuming, and that 
that journey was fun. Um, <laughs> but this is, this, is the, this is what we used to love about games. Yeah, yeah. Was but just we like didn't know any better. Over and over them to perfect them. We just know there was a better life for us in the future. We were dumb kids. Again, this sounds like I'm complaining, and it's not. I think it's just talking about like this is the this is the end game. Like the end game is you're either you're either two types of player. You're you're either one or or two, or maybe you're a mix. But you're either I'm going to just go to Serebii and I'm going to look up every interaction and then I'm going to execute, or I'm going to be this player where I am going to do discovery and I'm going to just try to discover everything. But I think a problem with that second player, which I am right now, the problem with that second player is. There, I don't think there is enough time in the in the in the week. I don't think there's enough time in the yeah. month where you can do this and still have your sanity because if <laughs> because I don't know if there is a single player out there in Pokemon Sword and Shield that figured out Yamask yeah, without somebody telling them or without going to Serebii. Mm. Who figured out Yamask? Yeah, how to evolve Yamask yeah, into? Now, Cofagrigus uh, into Runerigus. Runerigus. Without looking it up. Like, I, there there has to be a certain point where you're going to start looking stuff up. And I think that's okay. I think that's totally fine. But I think that the... if if As long as you like that sense of... As long as you're still having fun with the sense of discovery, and as long as you're dedicated to trying to complete the Pokedex, I think you will really enjoy the post-game. I think most players, and I think I think most players will probably get to credits. They will probably try to beat some high scores. They will probably try to finish their Pokedex, and they will move on. And the reason I've, I have established everything up to this point is because, like every video game that comes out, the conversation is always, do you think there will be DLC? And I just don't know if that is... Well, one, I don't think DLC is needed for every game. Two, I'm not 100% sure what DLC would be adding... More islands to this. More islands because the Another thing about course. the more islands is they do such a good job in this game of making you go to an island and then making you come back to a different island where they added something new and then making you go back to that new isle of that island you were just at again. Like at a certain point, the game's like, "Oh, we opened up three spots. Pick which one you want to go to," and you're kind of like. It's a, it's like a over, a good overwhelming feeling of like oh I got three spots to go to well I want to go th- I want to do this one once and now I want to go to this one but I'm gonna do this one twice because it was so fun and then like when you get the credits they open up another area like the the amount of areas in this game is incredible there's this the, game is gonna take me forever the, yeah like <laughs> the first Pokemon Snap had six levels one version of each level I'm sorry maybe seven because the Mew level um, yeah. no alternate paths and you just did it this is like 11 areas and every area has a day and a night or an evening and um there's like there's different routes like the game is a million percent to me worth the 60 dollars. but as for the as for people being like is there going to be dlc i think the the thing that holds me up on this is it sure any game can have dlc but the thing i think holds me up is there is so much content here how can you even think about DLC? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not a difficult thing. Like, there is so much content here, and I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to see if they have more. I, but I don't think most people are going to even come close to finishing it. Like, think about you need You need 800 photos to complete this, and well, that's not even considering you need 4K. finish. I would have... Uh, people... Well, 
like, people have gotten to credits and they have finished the game. Oh, no. Right. All stars for all Pokemon. Minimum. Because you don't need to fill out you all don't. four pages. You don't. All but stars if, 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 you, if you play 12 hours, got to credits, and then stop playing and go, I wonder if there's going to be a DLC... Like what? Where? Where? I I guess I I can't. Where's the disconnect? Like, why are you not playing levels? That, like, do you just want? Are you just looking for new maps and new Pokemon? Like, there's who knows? Ask them. No, I mean I do, but like when you <laughs> when you beat the game, you're only at like a hundred and forty Pokemon. Like there, like I'm forty hours in, I'm still missing twenty Pokemon. So if the if the drive is like I don't care about getting perfect score, I just care about new Pokemon. Like that, there's no one is beating the game at 214 Pokemon. No one is doing that. I mean, people have. No, no, you have to beat the game to get the mythicals to appear. Yeah. So, so but no then... one is getting credits and having a complete Pokedex. Oh, I see. You have hmm. to get credits and then you have to go back and find another 40 some Pokemon. And I, I, we, we know this. We know that when people play video games, not all people, but the majority of people, when they see credits, they feel accomplished, they feel done, they move to a different game. And that's fine. That's normal. Not every Pokemon player in the world is a shiny hunter. Not every Pokemon player in the world is going to grind the battle tower when they beat Sword and Shield. They go through their journey, they get their eight badges, they see the credits, and then they they hop back on Fortnite. And they feel like that game is a valid $60 of their time. Speaking of, uh, yeah, my watch has now confirmed that we have discussed Pokemon's new Pokemon Snap more than we talked about Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's because I wasn't on the show. I would talk about those two games forever. I, j- I just think that the game has so much content that most people, and maybe I'm wrong, most people will not seek out because they're just done with the game. But for the people who want to try to get all 800 pictures or even take that further, get all 800 pictures at 4K, that is a long game. And Mm -hmm. I think a very, very small percentage of people are going to do that. So I'm not seeing where the DLC fits in. It's just, it's just, I, people who don't care about the getting all the diamonds but they just want more courses i mean i'm i'm still playing the game i'm st- haven't gotten the completionist and i'm thinking oh if they could do dlc for this that would be fun I'd having say, other yeah. other areas that i don't have to go through we we for need the fourth a... or fifth or eighth time but that do would be roselia cool. roserade level <laughs> Even Absolutely. if those are the only three Pokemon in the entire level. I'm there for it. I'm paying $100 DLC for the me, DLC. Please. Yes. Like, I don't, I think you, <laughs> I think you think the desire for DLC is based out of boredom from the game. And that is not often where DLC, people's DLC wishes come from. A lot of people's DLC wishes come from, I really like this game. I want more of it. I have this package. It would be great if there were also more islands that came later. Yeah. Or but more I'm saying Pokemon if, if, in there. If, your, if your desire is, I want more stuff, I'm saying there is more stuff after the well, credits. Now, There's a ton see, of yeah, stuff right. it's, after it's the a, credits. There diff- is. It's a different kind of stuff, right? Because like with Breath of the Wild, you could, whatever, d- defeat Ganondorf or whatever, and like not want to go and find all the Cracker Rocks. But you'd still want DLC because you're just like, I want more adventure. Right. People want DLC for different reasons. Like, yeah. I still haven't gotten all of them. I'm still going back to these courses and saying, I want to see what's new here. 
But I would also like a new course, a new area. I would like a new courses are being given to you after credits. Which but I've still. been to. I still want the DLC. <laughs> yeah, even like, though you do those, you still want more the, Pokemon. That the X version of this one place that I've been to is a new course. It technically is, but I, it, it's not a new necessarily a new biome. Completely new biomes don't open up. There's not like a swamp area that has suddenly appeared in the middle of every everywhere. They could do a swamp. They could do a a perfect garden there are things in a dlc that i would want in addition to the already enjoyable experience i'm having with the they, game they could insert new pokemon into the existing pathways yeah i mean they could i i i guess i'm just on the side that they made a complete game they did it is yes and that that like and if now you i want, want more. more i want more of a good thing if you want more after the credits i am assuring people who maybe are on the fence that there is plenty to do after yeah. the credits but that remember still doesn't that having more to do after the credits still doesn't negate a desire to have a dlc remember but, the, but the desire to have a movie the desire it did not need 18 sequels okay and yet still dlc is, is for people that are like i want more yeah, and I there want is more. more after the credits. I still the, want more. I want more than I, that. I know that there's a. I know there's a cap of two hundred and fourteen. I want three hundred. Oh my! I want five hundred. I would like more added. These two things aren't as polar opposite as you'd like to make them out. Uh, I'm I, enjoying. I, I feel so, like I feel like I'm it's like a, it, it's routes. like a greed con. It, like it's like it's like the people that are like I want shinies in the game. Because and then the the only justification they could be like is I, I want shinies in the game and the only reason when you say why is because they go well I want more replayability like you what okay like the only there people are... that you're talking to let's yes. talk about confirmation bias and the conversations you have there are a wide variety of people who have them yes some people are like I want more replayability because they have done what they consider enough for the game. They got four pictures of the quality that they care about, and they would like to see something different. That doesn't match up with what you think. You want to get the 4Ks. It's important for you to have 4K pictures, all four, all perfectly done. That's important to you. That doesn't mean it's important to this other person. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not as important to me. I am not on a 4K hunt. I would like to get four four pictures in each. I don't care about the quality. Because the quality is already weirdly, sp- I don't agree with Professor Mir as it is. <laughs> he can he can just take his opinion and go elsewhere. I I want to do these interactions. I can still want more. I can still say I really like this game and I would like more of it. I would I would. It's saying I would pay for a DLC because yes, it's a complete game, and if I never got a DLC, I would be happy. But I also wouldn't turn away from a DLC coming. Yeah, I'm not I saying did, the, I would turn but, away but from but a also, DLC like, wait, coming. The thing that makes me happy in this game isn't even the taking the pictures. It's seeing Pokemon running around and making noises in a natural environment. And you're like, this is what the Pokemon... That's why I ride down these paths and try to unlock <laughs> new Pokemon and new things. So I can see them running around and doing stuff... The pictures are like, yeah, of course, you have to do it or else you don't get to unlock this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I so, would like to see more biomes. I want to see more Pokemon out there. I would like there. to see more Pokemon in their natural habitat. Sue me. They gave me 214. I would like to see the natural biomes and activities 
of all 900. Yes. I think I am coming from a situation, like... You're stingy. That's no, what it is. I, You're stingy. I, I think people want things. I, I think people are greedy and they and they don't look for what's already there because maybe they okay, come, may, maybe they come off as lazy, but uh, or 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 they just they okay. they want a specific thing. But in this sense, you beat the game, right? You get credits, however long that takes you eight hours, twelve hours, twenty hours, and there are still probably for most people. 50 plus Pokemon to find. Um, mm-hmm. And some of those Pokemon are locked behind beating the credits, like the Mythicals. Let's say you don't care about getting all the Pokemon. Well, but you're asking for DLC. Well, the DLC is adding more Pokemon. And for some reason, you don't want to get the 50 that you're missing. So that that that's the disconnect for me. And I think that's a fair disconnect, right? Like, if, uh, if, if you're asking for DLC because you want more Pokemon, there definitely is more Pokemon after the credits. There is, but not necessarily Pokemon you care about. Yeah, sure. there's my Kyurem. Wait, is Kira? And so then that, if- that that completes some of your disconnect. There are Pokemon that aren't in this game that I would like to see in this mm-hmm. game. I mm-hmm. would like to see them in their natural sure. habitat. They aren't in the fifty that come after. I don't care about the fifty that come after. I care about the ones that I want. The other thing think, is like if somebody's like, greedy. "Well, I'm looking for replayability, and I want to play like in the case of like, well, I want shinies because I think shinies will add replayability." Um, I, I the replayability is there. You're just ignoring it. Like, getting 800 photos of Pokemon doing different things is a huge amount of replayability. And I am confident that most people will not seek to get 800 photos. It's a lot of work. Your version of replayability is completing this task no there's other things no because you're not you're not listening i am naming different things i am naming different things you can do after the credits you can complete your pokedex that's huge you can get 800 photos that's huge yes you can get 4k on a bunch of things that's huge yes you can get top core scourges scores that's huge you can have the leaderboard that's huge that is so much from the game and my problem denying that my problem is there's so many things you can do and people jump to dlc right away and it's frustrating because they're ignoring all of that that exists it's it's like when let's go pikachu let's go eevee came out and that day in my chat or the day on twitter or the day in slack people are like what's the next pokemon game yo this game just came out six hours ago and we're already looking at the next pokemon game i think sometimes the dlc conversation is frustrating because they're ignoring everything that is there and they're they're already looking for the towards something for a nine day old game like there is so much to do and i named five different things you can do after the credits so no it is not me hanging on the fact that i only care about 4k or i only care about the 800 i've named a bunch of things that you can do post game i didn't say that that's what you're hanging on there is replayability your you what you say is replayability somebody may somebody else might not see it what you keep saying is the amount of time or they're looking ahead or people want the next thing. People have always wanted the next thing mm. because they get very excited about a product and they go out and are super excited about this was so great. And wanting something to come, what the next thing is, wondering what the next thing is, isn't a way of saying I'm done with this thing. Mm-hmm. It's that this thing excited me so much I'm excited for what else they can do I with want, it. Well, I and want I'm more. expressing my desire to have more of it. What I get frustrated as you're saying is oh they're greedy or they're not appreciating what they want. Because what you're saying is by wanting something the next thing or being excited about the next thing or asking do you think there'll be des- uh, there'll be DSC. And what you keep expressing is that is them saying this wasn't enough. 
And I don't agree with that argument. I think in a lot of for a lot of people, it's saying this was so great, and I'm very excited as to other things that can come and be added to this game. I was so happy with Sword and Shield. I am excited for what the next generation is. I want to know what it is because this was such a fun experience. I'm still playing this game. I am still playing a lot of Sword and Shield. I'm still doing a lot in there. That doesn't stop me from thinking and wanting and being excited about what will they do next. Mm-hmm. I think the death of a fandom, the death of a game series, is when people stop being excited about what will come next because the current thing failed so bad. When people aren't saying... What else are they going to do? Because this was so much fun and gave me so much joy. When they stop thinking, I don't care about what comes next, your game and your franchise is dying because you no longer have excited people. And I think where you come from is you have the same conversation a lot. And it's frustrating because you are still enjoying this one thing. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that people's excitement for the next thing is based from the excitement of the thing that they are playing and loving and are very into right now. They aren't such desperate thoughts. They aren't so away from each other because this thing enthused me about playing this game. I want more. I really love this and I want more. I know that it takes seven months to get a DLC. And I will tell you right now, seven months from now, I will be tired of running these courses in Snap. (laughs) I will be overdoing all of these things. And I know that in seven months, if a DLC came out and gave me new things, it would pull me right back. It's the same thing with Animal Crossing. People knew the holidays were coming. That didn't mean they hated what they were currently doing, but they were excited to see what they were going to do with the upcoming holiday. They were excited for that thing coming because they were excited by the product now. This excites me. I want more. I can't wait to see what they do in the future. This is not such a strange path. And I don't think what often I think your argument is or what your feelings are is that they are somehow dissing or disliking or ragging on the current thing or saying it wasn't enough. I don't think a lot of people are saying that it wasn't enough. I'm saying that that a lot of people are very excited by what they got and are excited for more. I would say yes, to abbreviate what Greg just said, hope for the future (laughs) is not reprobation of today. What I don't express enough. How wrong you are and how right me and Greg are. That's true. (laughs) It's why I bring up these harder conversations because you, you guys... Never, well, that's not true. Never, not agree. You, sometimes you guys agree with me. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> usually, usually one of you two agree with me, and then the other disagrees. It's always like a two verse one on this show. Yeah, that's the way it goes. So when when somebody says like, "Oh, I would like DLC for this game," I'm not thinking of like. So in that past argument I just had, I'm thinking there is enough in this game already, and most people won't experience that. I want Bandai Namco to not work on DLC because I want them to work on another Pokemon game. That is what I'm Ooh, actually Pokemon probably Snap too. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. that is theoretically what I am but thinking that because next game is your DLC. No, it's what you wanting No, you he, he wants he wants them to work on a not Snap. Uh, yeah, but you saying I want them to work on another I game know is another that game, person's So so no, it, it's more of like if they work on DLC I, I, I don't think it will sell as well as people give it credit for because 
because there's there's more than enough there. And if if those people are not willing to do the more than enough there, and I named the multiple things you can do after post game, they're probably maybe not willing to get that DLC. And so if they're going to spend seven months to sell a ten dollar DLC, which is relatively short and not a lot of people will buy, I'm just thinking like, what if they spend that seven months on a Pokemon Ranger or a Gale of Darkness? Yes, okay, yes, okay. agree but, with okay. Steve. But like this, that, Steve, that is what I'm is thinking, right. and I yes. feel like sometimes that gets lost. Where like okay. when people are like, I want DLC, I'm more, I'm more thinking like, we have a complete game right here, I've, and I've what if, it. what if Bandai Namco worked on just a different game that we could? Okay, but you're you're talking about Bandai Namco can only do one thing at a time. And you're also ignoring mm. from a company perspective what return on investment is. A company who can put out a, an additional to a project that of an already established built game, they don't have to build it from scratch. The turnaround time of building more levels on an already existing chan- uh, uh, game and set of rules and guidance and art, that takes way less time. It's so true. The return on investment of a team working on something for four months, they may sell it for $10 and get half the sales, but the amount of time that they spent making on it, plus the amount of profit they get, is well worth making that DLC That's not necessarily from a true. Otherwise, every game would have DLC. I'm not saying it's necessarily true for every game. Right. That is a, that is a decision that companies make where, where, but to say that it, to say that they're going to take resources from making a brand new game away from, if they can determine that the return on investment is great for a DLC, they're going to make the return on investment thing that makes them the most money. And if that's a DLC, they'll do it because it makes sense. It is easy to add on to an existing property for some things, especially if in this new world, most companies are aware that DLC sells and they will build things into their game to be able to add on to the game later. Like that is part of a new development cycle for video games. Yeah. So I don't agree with the idea that working on a DLC means something else is pushed down the line. That is a co- internal company decision, and they would have already made those plans. But based I, on but sales. I don't agree that like working on a DLC is going to get their money back, or is worth the seven months, or is worth like the investment. Yeah, you, but we don't see their profits, right? Right. We don't know what their return on investment is. But there, there are plenty of popular games like Final Fa- the Final, Fan- Final Fantasy series. And Final Fantasy 15 had plenty of DLC. We know that game sold incredibly well. And they canceled the deal. They canceled after two DLCs. Like they were supposed to have four and they only did two. And so, like in that situation, we know that Square Enix is incredibly successful. We knew that Final Fantasy 15 sold incredibly well. And and the DLC maybe didn't sell that well. So they canceled the other two DLC. Right. And that was the return on investment. But the projection for return on investment based off of sales was these were going to be great. They started on that path, and when the return on investment, when they realized that they were putting more resources towards something that wasn't returning the profit that they had expected. But again, they built Final Fantasy XV to be able to have DLC, and they that didn't stop them from from making two more expansions and patches to Final Fantasy XIV. It didn't stop them from making a ton of other games. They had resources set aside saying, hey... If this sells, this is our return on investment on something that is easier to make. I don't know about I Final Fantasy those... 15. That game was in development for like so wait, 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 wait. Let me let me see if I can put this into terms that are less uh, Final Fantasy oriented listeners <laughs> can eat. So we're okay. Here, it's an analogy, right? Oh God! So we're eating a delicious cupcake, Pokemon Snap, delicious vanilla cupcake with frosting. 
And Greg is saying, I'm halfway done eating this delicious vanilla cupcake with frosting. Please, Baker, make me another cupcake, same vanilla cupcake. It was delicious. Let's put some sprinkles on it. All right. And I will be happy Mm -hmm. if you do that for me. Steve is saying, I am going to eat this entire vanilla cupcake. And in the time, because Greg's not going to finish the first one, he's, you know, he'll get as much through it, but he's going to, once he sees the sprinkles, he's going to jump on that. (laughs) Steve is saying, I'm going to take the time and I'm going to eat this entire vanilla cupcake. And while I am doing that, Baker, you are so good. This vanilla cupcake was so great. Please make me a chocolate cupcake and I will attempt to enjoy. I will take the risk. Now, all of the risk is on the baker, right? Mm -hmm. Because. The baker can only make so many cupcakes <laughs> at a time. Oh, Maybe they can make another vanilla cupcake because they've already got the recipe and toss some sprinkles on it, right? Or maybe they can only do a chocolate cupcake. Maybe they can do both. We'll see fry- both. We'll see in time. But the thing to remember, you both enjoyed the original vanilla cupcake. Yeah, that's never been in question. And what you want for the future... <laughs> It's your perspective of what you want for the future, but it doesn't take away from what you originally were eating and enjoyed in your own way of eating it and enjoying it. Some people don't even like frosting. They only eat the cake and they toss the frosting aside. And yet that cupcake was just as good for them. I I live with that person. (laughs) I will say I, I have never sided on loving DLC. And I, there, there, there is a lot of people that there are, there are people that agree with me in the sense of like, you you see the complaints of like oh this is probably cut from the game so them they can sell it to, for DLC or or whatnot or this DLC wasn't nearly as good as the main game or they do like and this is the industry they do this thing where they like uh, yeah. sell you the game for eighty dollars because you're going to get the DLC at a later date Final Fantasy fifteen was a game that did this you yep. could either buy the sixty dollar game or the eighty dollar game and get the four promised DLCs but there wasn't four there was only two. And I have never been that person, right? I have never been the person that says, I want the collector's edition with all the DLC because even though I'm saving 10 bucks or whatever, I don't know if I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm even going to finish the base game. Why would I buy content that one doesn't exist yet? And two, I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy. So in the sense of that, I have always just bought the base game. And if I liked it enough and I wanted more, then the DLC is there. But also, I have felt that the DLC that I've gotten is really never as good as the main game and kind of mostly disappointing. Like, I kind of thought that the DLC to Fallout 3 was not great, and the DLC to Fallout New Vegas also, like, didn't look appealing to me. And that's totally a choice, right? Like, there are some people who love Fallout and love the DLC and stuff. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor? I thought that was I, I that DLC blew my expectations away, honestly. But like they were they were definitely there, there are there were definitely expectations in so the DLC that I've had in the past. I'm I'm the person that will if it's a series that I absolutely adore and I know that I more often that ninety percent I will love the experience that they show me, I will buy everything up front. Because I know that I will have it when I want to get to it, and I I am banking on my past experiences with the series to say this is good enough to buy it. Now, well, at the, at the very least, you know you're going to want to touch it, right? 
I'm going to want to yes. touch it. Now, we can, it's a separate conversation about businesses putting out half-baked games with DLC. Like, mm-hmm. there is there is a crappy level of of pressure and game design that exists yes. about... Like, and that's a completely separate conversation that I don't think applies to Snap. And I, um, I do want to stress that, like, some games do feel half-baked, and then, like, yes. a lot of people thought that for mm-hmm. Sword and Shield, and they thought yes. that the DLC maybe should have been included. I just want to stress that I think yes. Pokemon Snap is a full $60, yes. a million things to do kind of game. I think it's a separate conversation to have about the state of the industry and DLC as a completion to a game or putting out half half done games knowing that DLC will come later. Like that whole conversation is is a very complicated situation that I don't think is we don't have the time or expertise <laughs> to do right now. But I don't think I think you need to learn how a company approaches DLC to know how they approach making games. And I think when you see a company that starts to feel like they are short, shorting their a game to go out at, to do DLC later, that you should reevaluate your loyalty to that game. I think that's a different conversation than what we're having here. Yeah, I mean, if we want to look at Bandai Namco's DLC for Pokémon Tournament, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was real bad, yeah. honestly. Yeah, but twenty dollars I mean, for two also, characters. I would also argue that. Pokemon Tournament wasn't great when it came out. Like, you either really, really loved it, or you got what you are going to get out of it, and you were never going to go back for those additional characters. And their DLC was aimed towards the people who absolutely love that, love that game, yeah. and they went in knowing what the over-under of doing that, like, we can't see their internals, but ha- working in a massive company... They have done the calculations about how much they're going to invest and the, run the numbers about how much they expect to get back. I should say that, like, balancing two characters in a fighting game is... It's complicated. ...very complicated to make sure that that feels good and they fit with the other roster that exists. Right. And they don't overlap into a bunch of stuff. Like, there's a stuff. But every there is not a single large corporation in the world that doesn't look at the resources they have, do the forecasting of the return that they're supposed to get back, and make that call to say, yes, pull the trigger. No, don't. Right. And I and I would be shocked if Snap didn't sell incredibly well. Yep. And I would be even more shocked if they didn't have a conversation about DLC. Absolutely did. They absolutely did. But again, we can see that in cases of Final Fantasy XV, where most likely purchases of the DLC were underperforming, and so they stopped. Like... They had a forecast, they had a, a a window that they said this is acceptable, and when it fell below, they stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, that is how companies work. <laughs> and there have been situations in Pokemon where it seemed like there should have been a, maybe a Pokemon Z. And yeah, it where did it go? Uh, and they didn't do it. Probably development, who knows what happened. And it's hard to say in the new, new world that we're in, because nothing is gotten back to normal business practices. So we don't know if, you know, the team that made Snap may be able to work in the office and they have all made arrangements to keep going and a team to do new things is still scattered to the winds. And so they're like, well, let's get a quick good hit out because we have this team built. We don't have to restructure and they can all work in one location. Like there are a lot of factors that go into it. That we just can't see right now, but we are in, in an unusual work situation. Anyway, what's next? Pokemon of the week. 
All right, boy. So last week's Pokemon, which I, I forgot to write down. So I once remember. again, I just I get to say the bad one then because I didn't write it down. Well, I gotta I, I gotta hear it, but I I, I think I knew what it was. <laughs> uh, I'll just read it again because I literally <laughs> gave it away in the fourth not word but whatever of the clue. Out of my 659 Instagram followers, one recently commissioned a digital piece, art piece by a Calgarian Corsola of themselves oh, as right. a Pokemon gym leader was. in Snowpoint City. Even though the current Snowpoint gym leader is ice type, the picture depicts my follower as a normal type gym leader. This week's Pokemon is not featured in that drawing. This week's Pokemon is one of the first three Pokemon to appear when you begin playing the new Pokemon Snap and the only one that has not been featured as a starter in any Pokemon game. It is possible that this week's Pokemon was excluded from the new Snowpoint City Gym because its evolution is actually weak to Ice-type attacks. Who is it? It's... Chathot! Vivian! What? No! <laughs> I... I actually think I remember it. I want to say it's Unpheasant, but I don't remember Unpheasant it. doesn't appear oh. in the in park? It's literally the first second of Pokemon Snap. Dodrio? When you No, it is an Eevee and a Pikachu with a Bunnelby standing watching the Eevee and the Pikachu running around. Oh, you're not talking about Park. You're talking about like the the lab. I said Pokemon Snap. <laughs> no, Par the, Park is the, Park the, is the first level. Pokemon to appear. One of the first three Pokemon to appear when you begin playing the new uh, Pokemon. Uh, you turn it on. I see. You're walking up to the lab. I thought you were saying the first like but, level level, which but is part. When you're looking Hi. at the picture, Unpheasant flies over. To be fair, Unpheasant the, flies over that stupid Unpheasant lab. Unpheasant is already weak to ice. Number two, I do not have 659 <laughs> Instagram followers. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I, at the time of that writing, I had 651. Today, I have 652. Either way, Wait, 659 is, is Bunnelby's Pokedex okay, got number. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I always forget Bunnelby is ground. That's the other problem. Bunnelby I mean, is not ground. ground. Bunnelby is normal. That's what it, it's. Diggersby <laughs> adds ground. Yes. Diggersby, but you said yo. weak to ice. Its evolution is weak oh. to ice. I don't really listen on this podcast. <laughs> We what know. What am I doing? What do I do here? We don't know why you do it. I gave you eight thousand different. You could literally go on YouTube and watch a video of like, here's where Pokemon Snap starts, and Bunnelby's hanging out right there. Oh, oh. Either way. All right. Well, then you're done. You're over it. And move okay. on. This week's is going to be worse. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, we didn't get any trivia though. Hold on. Oh, okay, go for it. Go for it. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. Uh, was it in shuffle? It had to have been. Yeah, shuffle, yeah. Right? Everything <gasps> pre Gen Eight was in shuffle. It's so cute, but it's got real tiny ears. It's very cute. Is the shiny at all different? Oh, it's got yeah. It's it has white and red eyes, which I think is like a different. <laughs> oh, I think it's a reference you, to a different kind of you rabbit. Cut out the most important piece of trivia written in Bulbapedia. Bunnelby seems to be based on a rabbit. I have so many rabbits in my backyard. See, I don't dude, know if I yeah. should be worried. We do nah, we do, do this time and time. Cat. Bunnelby is designed by a, a Korean designer, which is huge for Pokemon. Uh, they, the Lee 
Hung Hun Jun. Sorry if I I I know I said it wrong. I don't know how to say it. Um, we'll we'll go with Lee for now. They made Tepig, Pignite, Embor, and Bunnelby. So those are the four Pokemon Lee had made, which is cool. They didn't make Diggersby though, so I'm not sure who the the artist for that is. But how weird does that have to be that you work on the evolution and somebody else works on the other Just, evolution? Yeah, like I can't imagine what those meetings are like. Well, James I Turner said that they when they make a Pokemon, they don't even get to make the lore of it. Somebody else does that. That's just got to be the weird. I would be so weird about I want control. This is my precious baby line. And don't you mess it up by telling telling people that it eats children or lures them into swamps. <laughs> yeah. Huh? All right. Are you ready for this week's? I'm ready. Nope. This week is more of a riddle that may prove difficult for our international listeners, but even so, there may be a home for them. Whenever my friend Chris and I get together, we always eat at a particular 24-hour breakfast-themed restaurant. We enjoy this restaurant so much, in fact, we have discussed getting matching tattoos featuring the restaurant's iconic font. Unfortunately, this restaurant does not have branches in the Dakotas, Minnesota, Iowa, or Wisconsin. The closest I could find being down I-35 in Kansas City, Missouri, about a six-hour drive away. It is not the restaurant referenced in the first sentence of this riddle, which does have a branch located about three miles from my home. If you wish to obtain the name of this week's fruit-based Pokemon, you will focus on the first word in the name of the restaurant I frequent with Chris. There are two letters that repeat in that word. You will need to substitute them for another letter. The first letter of the word, though a single letter, is technically also a double letter, so you will replace it with two letters. The first one, the first is one of the letters you have already replaced. The second is the second to last letter of the word. The second and second to last letters are now the same. I do not believe the applicable fruit is available on this restaurant's menu. I may be wrong. This might be your hardest one. I nah. blanked out halfway through that. Nah, it's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week. Thank you for listening. There, uh, there was a when I was when uh, earlier in the episode when Greg and I were disagreeing on things. There was a comment that came of like, was it a? I think it was an iTunes review. That said, I don't know if these guys like each other. Yeah, people well, think. <laughs> let, let it be known that even though Greg and I very much disagree uh, on a lot of video game stuff, I respect the heck out of Greg's opinions, and I think they're very insightful and very good. I had a person DM me on Twitter who is like, how can you do a show every week when you hate Steve so much? And I'm like... <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't. I, He's so I was easy in to his hate. wedding. I don't hate Steve. I just think he's wrong in every aspect of his life. I still like mm, the yeah. dude. Mm. <laughs> I like the dude a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people who think that we hate each other. I I, I think though the show would. The problem is there's been instances where we've all agreed on something and yeah. then people yell at us. Yeah. And they're like, because well, that gets boring. Again, nobody's happy with anything. Right. 
anymore. So I, so. I definitely, I definitely am very strongly opinionated on on how I feel about games and game development. And I talk Pokemon a lot, and I think I think Greg and both Will are very insightful in what they say. And I'm glad that I'm very glad that they don't agree with me on ninety percent of the things I say. Otherwise, this would as be a very said, boring podcast. As I, I said mean, to many people, Steve would be a lot smarter if he just agreed with me. <laughs> but, but right, we obviously we come from very different backgrounds. Yes. I have studied uh, international relations and business. I do have a business degree. Greg is performance and arts, and Steve doodled or something. I don't know what he did. <laughs> I went. I went to school for design because I wasn't very smart. That's what I said. Doodle. <laughs> yeah, doodle. <laughs> did you get a degree? Did you actually get a? Yes, I have a degree. Got an no, associate's but no, did degree. You, did you get an associate degree? Did you get a bachelor's degree? What did you get? I have an associate in graphic months. design, and I have a certification in web design. Uh I did the. I got because this came up yesterday with somebody. I ended up getting a bachelor of fine arts, theater arts, and the reason I didn't get a bachelor's is because for design, it is completely useless, and I don't want anyone commenting, no one in design cares about your degree. They care about your portfolio. Oh, hey, it's guess a, it's what? A, I have a career based off of a theater arts degree, people. So, like... It's, it's the same thing, right? International relations, if you want to work for the State Department, you take a uh, equivalent of, like, an SAT exam about U.S. history, and then have to... Inter- you don't you don't even need yeah. a college degree to work in international relations for the United States. <laughs> you just got to have a good portfolio in design and look get, a get, lot get... of it's a, a lot of it's who you know, let's face it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be completely unqualified if you're the nephew of the comp- of the owner of the company. It's fine. We will be back next week. Uh thank you for listening. If you uh, want to follow Greg on Twitter at @whitewing Will on Twitter at Wash of the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PKMNCast. If you want to sign up and support on Patreon and get bonus episodes if you want more of this. Although I will say the last bonus episode had no arguing in it. Uh, that is uh, ISE.cash if you would like to sign up for our Patreon. Um, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all PKMNCast. Uh, Reddit, r slash super effective. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy another two-hour episode. If you're on YouTube, uh, <laughs> hit the like. supposed to be this long. If you're on YouTube, hit the like. Leave a comment. Um, secret word is peaches. Secret word is peaches. And we will see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super Snap DLC for 2023. <laughs>
Jessica, Jacob, Courtney, Brian, Steph, Evan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Gray, Dylan, and Alvaro, and our executive producers, they give a little bit too much more money than the other producers, are Joseph, Anthony, Spencer, Ryan, Josh, another Josh, and Brady. Thank you so much for your continued support and liking these podcasts. I love doing them. If you would like to also support It's Super Effective, you can head over to ise.cash, and we will see you all next week.